0: Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens is a licensed professional counselor, and your co-host, Julia Canton, is a therapeutic coach. Together, they discuss various topics, providing a different perspective on life and insight that you are not alone. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918 280 8690 or CoachSoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back to the show. Unfortunately, Julia is on a sabbatical right now up into the mountains of Mena, Arkansas at Cramp Ground TBD Publishing. In fact, I would like to promote a new book that's coming out this summer called "My Two Cents on Self Love." One of the things that there's about thirty plus authors that are coming together again in an anthology to talk about our self love. My chapter, "Dragon's Gold," will be in this book about my self discovery of self love, how I overcame my trauma in my past, and how I became better in my secure attachment. You know, we talked about about attachment in these series. I want to continue a little bit more. I know the last time we've spoken that allegedly I was taken, but unfortunately that didn't pan out. One of the things that you want to be careful about when you're dating or if you're in a marriage or relationship is paying attention to the other person's mannerisms and things like that. So one of the things that I want to talk about is out of the disorganized attachment that we talked about several, couple of weeks ago, and then you have the anxious attachment disorder is that sometimes out of these attachment issues arise narcissism and codependent behaviors. One of the things that I want you to be aware of is that sometimes codependents and narcissists are human magnets. They are drawn to each other, and that's one of the things about attachment that makes it very difficult in a hate, love, push, pull type relationship. If you're aware about your situation, be careful about how you enter into a relationship. Take your time in getting to know this person. Now, we think that men are primarily a narcissist, but there are some research that back up that men are likely to be narcissists than women but can women be more narcissistic? Yes, they can, especially with covert narcissism. And when you think about covert or communal narcissism, that is primarily in the female zone as far as a covert. Now, covert is what? So let's define what a narcissist. A narcissist is an extremely self-centered person who has an exaggerated sense of self-importance. So we call it a narcissistic personality disorder or an NPD. They have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention, admiration, and they have troubled rela- relationships. In this, they could be charismatic, they could be charming. They come across as having some empathy. But covert is literally defined as not openly shown. In this way, the covert narcissists become exponentially more threatening because the nature of the disposition is to hide the telltale signs of a narcissism. In other words, you look for the classic uh, narcissist or an overt, but when it comes down to a covert, they blend into the background. It becomes grandiose uh, uh, about themselves and self-possessed about who they are as a person. So it's about them. Covert narcissists are conflicted. So when you look for a person who seems overly confident and at the same time insecure, they surround themselves or identify with expensive items or people to get a sense of self-worth. As a therapist, I've come to listen to very carefully in therapy sessions. Because a lot of times narcissists will give themselves away. So understanding covert narcissists, it's fair to say that spotting one may prove to much to be much harder, or it becomes our job to become that much more aware. They mainly come in quietly, but still in the end, sharks look like sharks. And when I'm looking at this situation, it's was surrounded about, you know, this other person and not having a combined relationship. And I believe that relationship shouldn't be about a give and take because I look at it as a consumerism attitude. It's about a give take and then it's keep score. Well, I did this last time, so it's your turn to do this time. And then if that doesn't happen, we become upset because the expectation hasn't been met. But what if we help relationships to be about more serving one another, to where we're serving one another in spite of what happens here? Because one day she's going to be sick, and men, you need to step it up to the plate. In counseling, there is a, there's a, in the past, there has been someone who complained about her husband staying at home and doing nothing while she was at work. She would come home and the house didn't have anything done. That's more of a narcissist. They don't want to help. It's all about them and the world surrounds themselves, but it's like she felt too late to get out of this situation because of her child. Look, if you're having some arguments here and and you feel like you're arguing in front of It's not worth staying married for the sake of the child. Narcissism has a way of eating at the relationship and destroying what is around you. So one of the things that I notice is that with a narcissist, their language revolves around them. And you have to look at, well, when's the last time they asked the question about me? It's all about that other person. And so it becomes interesting when you have a narcissist, it's all about them. They don't they rarely get involved in asking questions. And then of course they cancel plans all of a sudden. And it's entitlement. And it becomes excusatory as to the reason why their behaviors the way they are. The other piece of it is. Narcissists like to flirt. It's a form of manipulation because they can't imagine any man or woman wouldn't be totally seduced by their their uh, narcissistic ways. Narcissists see themselves standing on the top of the social pyramid with everyone else firmly beneath their feet. This attitude can become apparent if you listen to how they talk about others. And so, there's no blame. A narcissist doesn't take blame. It's all about your fault, to where it makes it feel like you're crazy. I had one lady on a phone call the other day asking, am I crazy? And I said, what makes you feel like that you're crazy? Because I've been blamed all the time for this, 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 and this, and he can do no wrong. And I said, that doesn't mean that you're crazy. He just can't accept any kind of blame that he's at fault. And the other primary thing about narcissists is that For women, it's more about selfies. They're full of selfies. It's interesting because uh, on websites, on dating, you have 17 pictures of themselves but a small paragraph. That's a big giveaway. Same thing for men. When you think about narcissistic attitude, it's about them. If you feel like you're being sucked in and feel like there's not much there, it's probably because they're a narcissist. Find someone that praises you, someone that admires you and is willing to become a companion by a give and take. And some of the signs that you wanna look out for a narcissist is a sense of entitlement. And it's a key element for you to, to look at of a sense of entitlement, that the world involves around them. They expect to be admired. They want to hear, hey, I want to look good. Or a lot of times it's um, that self-image they're so worried about. Uh, they're always dressing up nice and things of that nature. When you're having to put somebody down and as far as their dress is concerned, uh, they tend to exaggerate about their life. So this is some of what a narcissist will tend to do is they'll exaggerate on things. And I want to talk a little bit about codependence because codependence and narcissist is what I call the dance. It's where you kind of mimic one another. And so the narcissist will do this dance and the codependence gets sucked in. They're drawn. The narcissists are drawn to codependent partners because they're allowed to feel dominant, secure, and control and the activity that brings them much attention, praise and appreciation. And so they like to be the center of focus. They lead the direction. And so you, uh, as a codependent, you have to be careful because you get in the middle of the dance and it feels like you are in a whirlwind because it's all about them. So when you think about codependence, you know, we, we call this a the human magnet syndrome. And there are, um, if you're caught up as a codependent into a narcissist, there's also a 12-step recovery program that can help codependents can repair their self-esteem because it does become a self-esteem issue when the narcissist is all about them and it's like you're left holding the bag. Well, what about you? So understanding codependency is important because what is the definition of a codependent? It's excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner. Typically one who requires support on account of an illness or an addiction. Now, what are the signs of a codependent behavior? They have difficulty making decisions. They feel used or unappreciated. They have difficulty in adjusting to change. Poor communication regarding feelings, wants, or needs. They feel responsible for solving other problems. And so when you feel like codependence, you want peace. You want to be able to help the other person to be able to get through the pain and most codependent behavior does have empathy and when you think about understanding the codependent behavior again there are uh it's describing a person who is with an addicted person and narcissists are addicted to themselves now in some codependency, there is what we call a borderline personality disorder. Now, sometimes we can get that confused with a bipolar because of the anger situation. Codependency brings out some anger where a person goes from zero to 60 and they become very angry. And so that's part of how you feel a little crazy because the narcissist blames you. So what does codependency actually look like? There's a low self-esteem. There is familial dysfunction. There's depression, anxiety, stress, low emotional expressivity. You know the other signs of codependency is having poor boundaries, showing emotional reactivity, denying your own needs, thoughts, and feelings, and put the other person above your own. That's where the um, emotional boundaries need to take place. Often, in a codependency, we they fixate on mistakes. They confuse love and pity. They have extreme fear of abandonment. And when you think about that is, how do I differentiate between a healthy and codependent? Well, in healthy relationships, both individuals have a sense of autonomy and independence. And are able to maintain their own identities while being connected to their partner. A lot of times when I talk about couples in a session, I believe that men need to have healthy outlets like going bowling or hiking or going to the gym and working out, hanging out with a friend as long as it's not creating a divisive situation within the relationship. Same thing for a female. Each has their own activity But at the same time, they need to have an activity they can come together. Maybe they like going traveling, hiking, going to the lake, or camping together. Those are some of the things that is healthy. Sometimes in a codependent relationship, there's often an imbalance of power with one person overly controlling or dominant. And what are the characteristics? It's there's like... Over 200 items that have been adapted, and Melody Beattie, she's an author, Codependent No More. I suggest that book for women to read her book. You could also look at Are you in a codependent relationship? And when you think about codependent, you want a lot of times you have low self esteem, and that is because the narcissist is beating you down in the relationship. And are you finding, finding yourself constantly arguing or in a battle with a narcissist? Codependents want to be able to stop what they want to do and try to help the other person. And so they feel often, uh, women, don't you feel sometimes like you're left to doing the whole bag in your marriage or in a relationship? The idea of a relationship is not about a man leading or or dictating the household. It's not about a woman doing that. A woman and a man should have equal partnership within the household duties. There shouldn't be a gender role of who takes out the trash, the man, or the woman should be in the kitchen doing the dishes. If we take it out... And do neutral gender, right? We just have a human being. Human beings need to be contributing to one another. That's where you're what I call a bank. A lot of times when I talk to couples about love, sometimes they feel like, well, love is a feeling. And I kind of talked about that in the attachment disorder this last time that love is a choice in action, love is sacrificial. Having my own two children and, and grandchildren, I've learned that love is sacrificial. You're willing to do what you need to do for a child or a grandchild within healthy limitations. In one situation, I was talking to somebody about their codependency dependency behavior Uh, She requited that one day that the husband had gotten out of bed and asked for her to go and she didn't want to go. She wanted to kind of lay in and sleep. And as he was walking out the door, her daughter came into the bedroom was complaining about her legs and needed to, to have a massage on her legs. So she began to massage them. 10, 15 minutes come by, he walks back into the house looks into the bedroom, says, oh, coffee's not made. And she had this light bulb moment that that's a healthy emotional boundary to say he can make his own coffee. I don't need to feel guilty for laying here and doing something that I would like to do. It's not taking ownership of that other person's emotion. So... You want to improve your boundaries. And a lot of it comes with self care, is one of the healthy boundaries. Because you want to have self care. You want to be able to take care of your needs. Um, you know, it's the there's another book by Melody Beattie that's really good. It's the language of letting go. Daily Meditations for Codependence. It's full of meditations and focuses on self esteem, acceptance, health, and recovery. And that's the discovery to self love. When you love yourself in a healthy way, then you learn how to love other people in a healthy way because you're not having to go above and beyond. It's being able to understand where um, you are. Another book that I suggest is by Jeanette Minter. You're not crazy. You're just codependent. Uh, What everyone affected by addiction, abuse, trauma, or toxic shaming must know to have peace in their life. And uh, be aware. It's easy to get sucked up into being able to please the other partner, but at what expense? I've talked to several people in in therapy and they revealed to me that they felt obligated because they'd gotten this far into the engagement. They went ahead and got married. And unfortunately they got into an unhealthy situation that caused more harm than good with their self-esteem. And when you think about being able, if you're in a marriage Think about where you are. I'm not trying to encourage anybody they should divorce or separate. There are ways of being able to deal with a narcissist in your relationship. How to Disarm a Narcissist is another book that I recommend as far as helping you how to engage with a narcissist. So how does a narcissist and codependency to behavior, how does it develop even more? And one of the things that I think about in a relationship is our conditioned behavior of what we've been through as a child. If I have a narcissistic parent or guardian in my life that's always dominating, I could turn out to be the same way or be attracted to the same thing. So whatever's been displayed in this relationship is about what I'm going to attract in my own life. And when I talk about healthy emotional boundaries, I I hear it all the time. I don't want to be a a queen bee because I put up these boundaries and I have, and they complain about me being a bee. Think about healthy boundaries like this. You go to Starbucks every day, right? And all of a sudden you come up and it says they're closed because there's no water. You kind of get a little agitated because you want your coffee because it's on the way to work the next one's about four miles out of the way to work to get your coffee so the next day you go in you do the same thing and you get tired because the door is closed again no water healthy emotional boundaries does that it stops people from walking over you and it gives you a self-esteem self-esteem Dependent behavior or independent behavior should complement without compromising emotional boundary. Again, it's about serving. Love is a choice in action while sacrificing, but it's a healthy sacrificial love. You're in the middle of doing chores and you hear your child being sick, you're going to drop everything to go and help your child because they're sick. That's healthy. But you get a grown person who's puking. Yeah, you want to kind of go check out, but evidently it's a consequence to their alcoholism and they're drunk and they're hugging the white circle of bowl in there. I want to help, but at the same time, you got to be careful because are we enabling their behavior because they know you're going to come and rescue them all the time while they're being sick? I'm not saying ignore the person, okay? I'm just saying be aware of your attitude and your ways of looking at things. Love is always about sacrificing and being able to give to the other person because you want to deposit into that person's bank. And sometimes there's withdrawals out of this bank, but I still have a choice to choose the love. I want to continue this with you as far as the codependent narcissist behavior because it's becoming more and more prevalent it would be nice if we'd come back into the middle of a pendulum swing that we're able to work together in the relationship, that there is a reciprocity of serving the other person. I hope this helped a little bit and wrapping up our segment on attachment disorders until next time, be blessed and be safe. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.